0: Welcome to episode 5 of Conversation Matters with me, your host, Jerry Lynch. Today's guest is Alan Murphy. Alan, very welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, I suppose what I'd like to mention to yourself maybe and certainly to the listeners first is that what's very genuine about this podcast is that I've never met you before. No. Um, I've heard nothing but really genuine, fantastic things uh, about you and, and your work and everything else, hence why you're here next to me today. Uh, but it should make for a very interesting and a very genuine and honest uh, conversation and interview yeah. given that I only know you from, from kind of social media and from <laughs> the name being passed around in a very positive manner. I thought you were going to um, say you know nothing about me throughout the industry bad. <laughs> and end of podcast. <laughs> so why don't you tell us or tell me even and certainly to the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself maybe a brief backstory and, and what you're at today. Uh,
1: so currently what I do is I'm the head tutor and course coordinator for uh, New Minds Fitness College. So we train uh, and qualify uh, fitness instructors, personal trainers, group instructors. We are looking at CPD programs for current uh, fitness professionals. And that's what I'm working at at the moment. Um, I've been teaching in that line of work since 2011. So should be fairly proficient at it Excellent. now. Super and, uh, yeah, and, and I love it because... You know i get to see the people that i train a lot of them go on to do really good things you know so and um, that's that's the buzz in it for me rather than that, that just teaching is the sort of the package of the whole thing is that where they end up and then supporting them the whole way through that you know excellent yeah.
0: fair play to you well done and uh, in that regard there must be a whole host across cork and further fields that have come through your ranks and and you know that would have met you maybe at their entrance level to yeah. to the
1: industry yeah i've been very i've been very lucky and people are very good back to me then you know so it's hard, it sort of works a bit like a network i remember when i came into it first i i was thinking you know this is like planting the seed of grass in the ground and and that grass isn't going to grow today or tomorrow. I remember thinking back then, I'm going to have to give this time to show. And then I noticed over the first few years, what happened was those people went on to do things. And then when I had students, they took those students on work experience for me, and then it began to build this sort of a network. And then when they were looking for people for employment, I was able to go to them. And to this day, I, I mean, I get from going back from eight eight years ago or so, I get people send, sending me, you know, I have a job, would you advertise it for me? Have you got people for this or whatever? And that's the beauty of how it works.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's funny that you should mention it. And we're sat here today because you've just described our very first correspondence, if you remember, that I reached out to you as a stranger and you received a message from a complete stranger. But it was to advertise a job yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And to bring it even more to the current time, Colin, our latest recruit and, and uh, newest man. That joined my own team uh, came through your ranks as yeah, well. Yeah, he did. And, yeah, and, and, and that's
1: and, so. and, I, and I love that's how it works. And you know, people like Colin or whatever will still contact me, come and meet me. Colin came into me, you know, a week week ago, week two weeks ago, whatever it was. Uh, sit down, with me, had coffee, just chat about the way things are going. And and I really like that. You know, people will Excellent. catch up with me, and, and it's, it's not just I would I I don't think I could do the job if it just meant that I had to teach them and they were gone out the door. Uh, for me, it has to be more than that, and I will support them in any way I can, and then they'll do the same back for me for future Excellent. students. You know?
0: And would you find maybe, not to name any, any other organisation around the country, but is that the difference, that kind of support system um, post exams and post graduation? I suppose. I don't know
1: how many other people do that. I do know other people that, that teach, like for where, you know, obviously I was in the same job for a long time for eight years before I came to New Minds. Um, so the majority of my students and my network is from my previous um, education provider. So, and that was what I was known for. That education provider is, is the one that I was known for. Right. Um, um, so I'm going to take all that, and bring it with me. And that's what I've done. But I don't know how many other people do that. I'm not trying to look for a pat in the back for myself. It's just, that's the way it has to work for me in order for me to get out of it, what I need to get out of it. I want to get out of it. Um, if it was just to teach people and walk out the door, it wouldn't be enough for me. Um, and that's just how I so how I operate. I don't know if anybody, uh, how many other people do it, or whatever. I, I really don't know. Yeah. But yeah. um, and listen, it, you know, I'm not not in a competition or anything either. So what I do is what I do. Always open to feedback. When I see how it works, you know, I'm 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 happy You're with that. Happy you, know, as, as old, you know, as the old as the old saying goes, amateurs compete and professionals create. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was. To, to try to offer myself to people more than
0: just sitting in front of a class or Excellent. sitting in front of them in the class, you know. Excellent. And does that does that exactly what you've just described, does that carry a pressure or do you feel the pressure with we maybe touching or get to it later, like even just off air, I was asking over your career within the, the industry and, and the education sector, uh, the changes positively and negatively, but is there? do you feel any pressure when you're graduating these guys and signing them off as such to, to go and, and grab it with both hands, given the job and you're working with so much of the general population and you know societies do you feel any pressure or responsibility that, that you're you know you're backing mm. these guys like um, or are you ensure, uh, do you just ensure do you just make sure it's it's 100% that, that you have you know I wouldn't put them out there on it. I wouldn't sign them off unless they're yeah, people
1: the, I think yeah there's sort of two sides to that and the first side is is that I don't get to make the requirements I would love if I had the ability to make the requirements of qualification for fitness professionals. And I don't get to do that. It's a bit like the driving test or anything else that there's a minimum standard required, like in any college course. And once they meet the minimum standard, they have the right to be qualified. However, once people come to me and they're looking for them for employment, or looking for recommendations, I've always said to my students, I will be 100% honest about you when you leave here. You know, if your attendance is bad, you know, if your participation is bad, your weaknesses are your strengths, I will be honest with people who are come to me and ask me about you. That. Now, the problem with that is that in this country, it's actually illegal to give a bad reference. So, so what I've done with the network of people that, I, that I've had is, I've told the students what way I'll be, which works and then um if the, if an employer like yourself anybody else i have a wh- whole network of people that come to me uh, when they're looking for people if they come to me about a specific person that i personally wouldn't recommend or if i have an issue with i will just say no reference okay yeah cover it and, and, and therefore i cover my own back because i haven't given a bad reference i'm just not going to give a reference right. um but by and large jerry the, the people that i've had through i think the people who are not serious don't last so they're gone you'll see a small drop-off rate I think that when we start day one and we go through what we're going to do, I think the people who are not really there for the right reasons will probably weed out. And then I'm left with people who are really interested. It doesn't matter if they never go into the industry. It really doesn't matter to me. If they can take something out of it, if it helps them in their life, Another part of their jigsaw, or whatever, I'm I'm very happy with that. The ones that then do decide to go into the industry, as I said, I'll be honest about who they were, what they were, uh, uh, and then the ones that deserve it, I'll I'll put them forward every single time, or I'll help them in any way I can. I don't feel a pressure to do that. That is my own doing. That is what I wanted to do. Nobody that I've ever worked for has, has told me to do that. Nobody has ever put pressure on me to do it at all. That's just. The way that I want to operate and okay. um, does it take up a bit of extra time it does but then I've always been honest with people and, and said to them you know if you contact me I'll contact you back as soon as I have time to do that and yeah. um, if you don't hear from me for a few hours it doesn't mean that I'm ignoring you it just means I'll come back to you and everybody knows the story with me now they know that I will get back to them I, I'm fairly well known to be prompt to reply because my, my, my motto is reply as soon as I possibly cancel so I don't forget you, right. you know because yeah. when you have a lot of things on you're juggling a lot of things at one time um, it's best that I reply as soon as possible but, but I, I I don't think I particularly
0: let people down or anything like
1: that but exactly. I don't feel the pressure to do that no I want to do that to do that. Yeah.
0: fantastic good and just on the topic there and the mention of, of taking up your time or giving the adequate time that needs to, to, to answer back to everyone and reply to everyone and keep everyone happy I can tell you you're held, held in such high regard across the industry anyone that comes in and out of my circle is like but it's something that I've encountered in, in my role and in my work time to switch off an you know, official closing time, you know, we're off Sunday or finish at nine pm, whatever it might be. But does that approach not allow Alan Murphy to have private time? Like, do you ever fear that approach catches up with you?
1: um I think when you do something for a long time, you not only do you get good at it if you're meant to be good at it, but you you learn how to balance things. You know, I would mm. I would I would say that. Can, can they, you see my point? I absolutely see your point. My, my I guess my job is slightly different than yours. And we're okay, we're both in the fitness industry. I'm in educating people. Luckily, my job comes with quite a bit of holiday time. Okay. So I don't really mind how flat out I get because I, I know there will be downtime, uh, by way of the by virtue of the job itself. You know I don't teach fifty two weeks a year yeah. because there's, there's you know there's course Ske- times, and there's times and then there's downtimes sh- times and then there's yeah scheduling in, the, in there. Whereas you with a business you're open x amount of days every week. There are your hours. You've you've got staff to look after. You've got uh, clients to look after. You've got a premises to look after. You've got taxation to do. You've got banking to do. So so from that, from that point of view you've got a whole bunch of things to do that I don't have to do
0: okay I understand. Um, so
1: therefore the pressures of my job would be different areas than yours but I think I have them well balanced now
0: you know good man excellent. Yeah, yeah. and just and that then again out of curiosity and come back to the fact that it's our first time meeting and a whole host of questions are coming to my head as we speak and as you as you answer so well do you ever take time and I use myself as the absolute prime example to look at businesses or PTs who you haven't met or haven't they haven't come through your ranks and uh, you know, not assess them or rate them, but are you impressed by others who who've gone a different route and, and haven't met you before, or can you identify yeah. they'll be gone in twelve months kind of thing? Or my blueprint
1: for me personally is that I'm. I, I, li- I like passionate people. So I don't care whether that they're passionate about the fitness industry or they're passionate about collecting stamps right, or okay. whether they're passionate about fixing cars or, you know, things that I know nothing about. I tend to like passionate people and I, I love that. And I, I can listen to a passionate person. That's why I like listening to podcasts because I can listen to a passionate person talk about something that I know nothing about and I can be interested Thanks. provided the person is passionate. I'm very good at seeing the difference between a passionate and non-passionate person. Somebody who's showing up for their paycheck and somebody who's showing up because they have a love for it. Um, yeah. yes i can see that um, people who've gone on to do well in the fitness industry who have gone somewhere else for their education i'm happy to see that too because i've seen so many of those people you know if they have work looking for work or whatever because they know somebody who who came from me so i'm happy to help anybody i don't really mind excellent i don't i really don't excellent. mind it probably
0: know. it probably goes for loop doesn't it like as i say that you're held in such high regard that's one of the many factors why yeah. Very genuine, very approachable, so. you know, and it's it's some profile to have, and you know, as well as I do within the industry. There's as much ne- there can be as much negativity as positivity, but for an individual to be held in such high regard, and for me to never ever hear a negative word is is huge credit to yeah. you. Know? Now listen, uh, look, I've had,
1: I really appreciate you saying that, and, and and by and large, if I look back at the at my body of work in education, because I knew that education is what I wanted to do. So when I was even working within fitness myself and involved in fitness for a long time before I was doing uh, any education work, I knew that education is where I could excel. And I, I think there's certain people cut out to be in education uh, and there are certain people who are not. Right. And there are certain people who are r- amazingly good personal trainers are amazingly good fitness professionals or coaches. They won't necessarily be good at education and vice versa. I think you'll get somebody who's very good at education that may not be as good actually as a trainer as the person that they may have trained. Um, it's just the way it works because education is just that little bit different. I've seen that many times, and you know, when I've been working, where you've got extremely high level fitness professionals brought in to teach and to train other people, and it doesn't work. Right, okay. It's similar. But different set but, but of skills yeah, I I
0: would what what that exact statement applied to business as well absolutely i think it applies you know right what I mean? across that, the board, that you're exceptional yeah, at business yeah, yeah, marketing yeah, yeah, advertising yeah, 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 getting the right yeah, yeah. rates for rent and all this yeah, yeah, carry on yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you might you might have gone through the ranks with alan or cit or whoever it is so you, you have that background you're running a very successful gym or pt center or whatever it might be and uh, your colleague who is just a trainer it could be a far better trainer it could be a far better people person better rapport with clients yeah. better knowledge and that's a nice pairing in that if you have the right guy that, or girl that's better at business matched up with an incredible trainer There's synergy the synergy the whole thing exactly. but you know like
1: even what I was going to say there as well was I mean like I, I've been very lucky The majority of people I've tried to to help, you know, I put the ball in their court and they can come to me. I'll do anything to help them that I can. And I always tell people, if I can't help you, I know somebody will be able to help you. But I mean, I've had my problems with people. I've had people who didn't like me on the journey along the way. Uh, It is what it is. You can't please all the people all the time. And there's just certain people who are, what is the old saying is that you can be the sweetest nicest tasting t- tasting apple growing on the tree but some people just don't eat apples you know and that's just way the way it is
0: yeah, yeah yeah 100% and let's delve delve into the industry as, we, as we're as we talking about it and I just wanted to kind of set I think you might have actually listened to some of your work in the podcast sector there and it's excellent and I, you might have touched on it before maybe that's where I got the, the thought here on the show notes but I just wanted to kind of set a scene for you or, or get your opinion on, on, on this idea if an individual was kind of politely or discreetly approached like a clinically obese person or a very obvious obese person like in a public setting and offer genuine help. The reaction to that is probably, you know, it's going to go viral and, and there's going to be all sorts of trouble. You know what I mean? It, it's not done. It can't be done. It's seen as a negative. The idea that you reached out to help someone is totally overlooked as far as I could make out in, in that scenario versus a scenario whereby it's totally acceptable if we go and help an elderly person. In a social setting, there's... Nine out of ten scenarios, and you're the hero. And as a PT myself, or a coach myself, and yourself, and, and many others, if there was a genuine want to see someone in big trouble, you know, health wise, this this concept or this idea to reach out, uh, society has told us do not even mention it. Don't you know? Don't yeah. go there. Like, would you have many thoughts on that?
1: I I tend to feel that I don't help unless I'm asked. Unless you're asked. Yeah. And the reason for that is. People in in any situation cannot change what they don't acknowledge. Okay. So therefore, you can help and offer help in many, many ways, but unless the person has acknowledged the fact that they need the help, they're never really in a position to take the help. Now, I understand that in addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction, gambling, so on, so on, so on, sometimes there's an intervention. So the person hasn't asked for the help but they're at the point where they need an intervention mm. i th- uh, can obesity require that uh, yeah, probably yeah I would imagine. yeah probably that. but i think that the people to do that will be family members and people who are close to them mm. to reach out to the professionals to say listen we need to do something because we're afraid that they're going to die yeah and, and i think the thing is when it comes to drug addiction comes alcoholism sex addiction gambling all those other things it's socially acceptable for people to reach out and try and help that person. And it's seen as helping them. When it comes to obesity, it is seen as fat shaming in a way. Mm. So, you know, you reach out to this person to try and help them. And it looks a bit different than the other scenario.
0: From what I gather, it's, it's an instant insult. Yes. I, I, and it's not. You know what I mean? It's set the scene. I was in a shopping centre. There's a female sat on one of these public seats. The woman must have been... God, I know how many stone. You know, it's blatantly obvious that the girl is in yeah. big trouble. Like, yeah. so don't uh, because society has told me don't you dare go over and maybe give a business card or introduce yourself and free consultation. You know, in, w- whatever it might be. As I say, I don't even can't even. put words, because it's not. It's just not done. Like, mm. but my point is like I I suppose what I'm trying to say is it's so frustrating for someone in that scenario to be to be happy and to want to reach yeah. out and help. And in any other circumstance, somebody falls over, you help an elderly person, you're an absolute hero. Like. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, the road oh. to hell is paved with good intentions. So therefore, yeah. you know, you can reach out to somebody in that situation and they don't want it. And that they will take it as a, you know, as, as, a, as a great insult. And I can see that too, you know. Um. So I tend to offer help when I'm asked. Same way as, you know, advice. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I've got, I, I, obviously I've got friends and, and I know people who are overweight or are unhealthy or whatever. And I've often been asked, you not help them do whatever? I say, well, no, because they didn't ask me. Mm. Why do I want to poke my nose into somebody's business? Yeah. And the, the the problem there as well is is that you see, when you're involved in fitness, when you're into fitness, when you're in shape or you look a certain way or whatever, then people will see you as thinking that you're superior to that person, to and therefore, in a way, actually, you're not trying to help. You're looking down at them. So, so I just I don't just get, I, I, just get I don't get into that. So, if somebody wants help,
0: come and ask me for help. Then I can help. you And then you can I, would you under, would you understand my frustration?
1: I would understand your frustration, and I think that the uh, the probably the longer you do what you do, the more of the perspective that I'm given that you'll probably get. We'll, we'll make far more yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, yes, do, do I remember when I wanted to reach out and help absolutely everybody and walk up walk up to somebody and say, oh, you know, maybe you should do it like this or should yeah I do and I completely see it it's just not something that I would do now you know yeah. Um, if somebody came to me and said I've got a family member who is whatever then I would say well maybe you need to do this and talk to them and bring them around to see that they need to initiate uh, the conversation of change
0: yeah it's an interesting one isn't it because even in my online work you know let's set the scene the scenario where the wife is inquiring on behalf of the husband or the husband is inquiring on behalf of it you know one is A is inquiring on behalf of B yeah and I always wonder why is B not here? Yeah. Why is B? You know, why yeah. is B not here? Asking for him or herself. Yeah, and sometimes they can you know? be
1: embarrassed. Um, they they don't know enough about the situation. They feel that they're wedged in the situation. I think what you got to do is to see that anybody in any given circumstance could see the situation completely different than than you would see it as professional or that their family member would see it. So they're almost seeing it through um, like a rose tinted glasses mm-hmm. scenario where they've built up their set of thoughts emotions and uh, etc around the situation so they're not really seeing the wood for the trees okay. so so and you'll see this with people when you know when you work with them after a while they turn around and say well that wasn't near as what i thought it might be or as bad as it might what thought it might be or uh, as embarrassing because a lot of people are embarrassed to come into a gym and train they they, they feel everybody is looking at them they you know there's, there's this has changed. It's not as bad as it was. It definitely isn't as bad as it was. But you just never know what is going on in somebody's head. Um, so, therefore, to try to keep as open uh, a mind as you possibly can to understand that they may think something that in a million years you will never think about the situation. You yeah, know? I understand. Yeah. Which, which I suppose, look, if they've sent somebody else on their behalf they have initiated, they've acknowledged that a change is... is A chat at home may have
0: happened, like, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting... And, of course, it's down to each individual couple or two friends or whatever, family members, whatever it might be. And just to pick up there Alan, something that I found personally very interesting, our business here is strictly based on privacy and confidentiality and, like, I learned my trade in one of the bigger gyms around Cork before I went down on my own, and from what I gather from, from business and being successful and, and under the niche umbrella, you have to offer some sort of different service to, to everyone else, you know what I mean? So that was our one, that I'd always sell it as uh, your GP visit, mm. you know what I mean? You don't share your GP with everyone else, it's one one professional and one client, so we're the exact same here, but just even, like you'll be far more experienced and knowledgeable than myself, and when you mentioned that, that the intimidation and the nerves and the public gym are, are, are approaching coaches and PTs and stuff, has improved dramatically. I'd always say that with the influence of social media and guys recording their lifts and selfie world and, and selfie society, mm. as I say, if, you are cor- if you're correct that, that the general intimidation and nerves have lessened and it's a bit more mainstream, which it certainly is, has the influence of social media and, and the few factors I just mentioned kind of reimbursed the intimidation and nerves for a certain uh, certain amount of mm. gen pop. Yeah,
1: but I think... The, the, what you're describing has probably brought nerves to people who in the past may not have had nerves like young guys young girls whatever wanting to start out in the gym there is now um, a completely different set of issues because we are being presented with ideals from social media that really are fake if you look, if you go back 20 years ago and somebody talked about going to the gym um, and said, geez, I'd be very nervous to go to the gym. They're nervous because there's other people there. They're nervous because maybe they don't like how they look and, and 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 they think that other people are going to judge them. Nowadays, you do have that, but you also have this presentation of a male and a female body on social media um, and that, uh, peop- that young people believe that they have to live up to. I'm glad that that wasn't there when I started out training okay. because if, if, if I thought that that is the way I had to be, People have to remember that it's a a road that you start out on. Fitness is a road that you start out on. And how long do you do it? You do it until... Whatever. it yeah. is it is a lifestyle Absolutely. but I, when I when I look and thank God I know the difference when yeah. I look on social media now and I see these people being presented especially especially females I would say females looking at these bodies they uh, you know I have said to people a lot of those those people that you're seeing on social media don't look like that in everyday life you know what I mean nobody puts a bad photograph on social media they put the very best foot forward obviously yeah but th- that brings an awful lot of pressure um, for people to look a certain way, you know, especially young guys looking at some of these guys online, and you're thinking, do you understand what it takes to get to that point? The extremeness and involved. involved in your life, and from the second you wake up to the second you go sleep to be like this, you do not need to be like that to be in shape. You do not need; they they're not even aware of the extremes that these people online are going to to look like that either. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, you. so they're associating this with health. But really, it's nothing to do with health. It's all aesthetic. Yeah. It is how somebody looks, and they're not taking into account any of the other sort of factors that go with it. On markers, yeah, yeah. like I, a, I'm. I'm just glad I'm not twenty. Yeah. You know?
0: So am I. Might actually, yeah. To be, uh, I, uh, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, and and on that very point, that as you. And you brought it up so well. I just wanted, again, from a previous podcast, a previous interview, you once said that people who are on Instagram can't actually live up to themselves on Instagram. No, they can't.
1: Look at the photographs that you see online. Uh, when somebody, or even, let's say, look at regular, there's, there's been a spate of photo shoots. We've seen it now over the last, what, maybe, how I many years is it now? Maybe five, six maybe years. Five six, yeah. we, we see now that it's not, just, it's not just competitive people who do photo shoots. We've got regular what I call Joe soap population, population, the general population, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people in gyms uh, who cannot find a motivation and find one. Um, mot- by motivation, I mean the thing that keeps them going. Really, I think if you're to find motivation, motivation is probably the thing that gets you up and going. Uh, it is dedication that sort of sees everything oh, through, you yeah, know. Um, but uh, you see these people going for for photo shoots. Now, I have nothing against photo shoots. Myself at all, I've got nothing against them. But these people get into certain shape and then they post these photographs on social media and they do look really good. But they don't look like that. That's not how they look. They look like that for one day. For one day. You know? A couple of hours. And, and And I think that the difference between... Like I have friends who are competitive bodybuilders, fitness models and so on. The thing about them is they know this. Yeah, they know this it, they, will ta- they, they will say well I'll be like this for this time and this day and then I'll be tapering off here and then I'll be coming back up for this and, and then I'll be here for this they know but I think when you get a regular person going for a photo shoot and they get into this shape um, there should be including included in every plan for anybody going for a photo shoot should be the, the post photo shoot time because that's when the people fall off the cliff mm-hmm. and they don't know how to cope anymore because this is over so in my experience and I've, I've seen so many people and, and people I'm friendly with as well uh, doing this and I'd say to them do you have a plan for this afterwards and i will be like uh, no why and i am saying because you really need a plan you can't be all gung ho for this to the time way, and then when this is over you've nothing to fall back on and you've got no plan now I am had this is very big area, <laughs> it's very difficult to sort of just nail all this in a couple yeah, of sentences okay, that's okay. I'm happy for people to get up And to go out and to be active, regardless of what the motivation is. But uh, what's happening a lot of people is is that they'll do these photo shoots. It will come to an end. They don't know how to cope with it coming to an end. So then what happens is for a few weeks afterwards, they they sort of coast along. They take a little bit of downtime, which they need. They coast along. They've no motivation. In a lot of cases, they don't go back training. And then the, and then what they do is they book the next photo shoot to get them back on the horse again and get them back going again. But I but I'm saying to these people, you do not need a photo shoot to to be in shape. Like I consider myself to be in shape, and I consider myself to be in shape. I'm forty years old in two weeks time, you know, I, I won't book a photo shoot. I train because I love to train. Is there days that I don't want to train? Yes. Are there times I don't want to train? Yes. Do I keep training? Yes, I do. Because I have my reasons for it. they all of the different things that I do that for. Uh, so I think that if only a photo shoot is your motivation, you need, to, you need to sit down and work out, maybe even with the help of somebody else, more reasons for you to be training.
0: Your spell and that's what I was just going to ask. Does the responsibility lie with the coach? I don't I don't necessarily think so. I,
1: I think part of it so you can't it's you know, if you walk into a restaurant and order a whole bunch of unhealthy food is it the responsibility of the person who serves you or the yeah. person who cooks it to tell you that you don't need all this? Not really, no. no not but really. so when the coach, when you go to a coach and, and you say to that coach, you know, I want to get ready and I'm going to do a photo shoot, and then they 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 prep you, and there's a lot of really good ones out there, and I, and some of them I've taught myself, okay. um, and 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 I send people to them. I think that probably what should be included is with every coach is to say to this person, we also need to have a plan for what you do post, post. that photo shoot. And and I have seen it with people, um, So I'm not talking out my rear end here. Where the coach followed it through to the, to the day of the photo shoot, and that was the end. Yeah. Yeah. And the person didn't know. A lot of these people, Jerry, don't know that tomorrow. So my photo shoot today, tomorrow, right. I wake up with the buzz of getting the photographs and post them on Facebook or whatever. But the next few days can be grim. Yeah, they
0: can be. They They can be, they done, can be not, a massive, massi- yeah, anti- yeah. massive,
1: and massive anti anticlima- and climax, and I think it's it's probably the same as somebody who works in a job that they hate. Now, this is just I'm just trying to make a comparison here. It's not exactly the same, but somebody who works in a job that they hate, and they've booked a holiday for two weeks that they're really, really, really looking forward to, and then they and then the holiday comes to an end, and they they wake up the next day and they realize, it, it, it's a good oh exam, my gosh, yeah, what yeah, do yeah. I, I do yeah. now? No, you I know, happened? now I've got to go back to this, or I, you know, whereas if that person was working in the background on their goals to get them where they need to go, that softens this massively.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's a good example. And to answer my own question, I think a part of the responsibility does lie with the coach, but what I'd add to that, even in my own experience, I've prepped a, a couple of shoots down over the years, you're on the ball because unless it's sort of maybe discussed way back when at day one, because a plan comes to an end and, and a coach and client has that that resigning conversation or more money or repayment the client's mindset is done finish line ended and so I've had one or two and and you know maybe you live in or maybe it was my own fault for not saying it's a 14 week plan instead of a 12 and the final two are this this post yep. you know but what happened was they are buzzing and they it, it, it's, it's all finishing line mindset and everything that comes with that it's done finished signed off. You know, so you're, will we resign? Will we go again? That's more money, more payment. And that's the last thing on their mind. Yeah. And then they, they, you lose them then, you know, what yeah. I mean? or, or they yeah. go their own way or whatever. Yeah.
1: And like the, the, the photo shoots, which is the same for, say, contest prep for bodybuilders or fitness models, that's hard on the body. Mm. And it's a massive amount of dedication. So what these people should take out of this is, I've seen this through. I have the mental, because the physical is one thing, I have the mental ability to do this. Therefore, they will have the mental ability to channel into other things to keep them going without having to put their body through this every time. If somebody wants to do a photo shoot, again, I'm not trying to put people off photo shoots or anything like this, it's fine. But you can't keep doing those as your, as your, as your source of motivation just to keep you going. And you will see people online doing this. How do you know? Because they will fall off the wagon of training. They will feel bad about it. They sort of feel depressed about it. Depressed in the sense that feeling down about it, not clinical depression. Like they're depressed yeah. about it, and then they will start posting the old photographs with captions underneath it saying, uh, "Throwback sure. to when, sure. throw back to when I was like this." Or uh, just rebook my session. I've got to bring better condition the next time. And like, yeah. as somebody has probably been in fitness for a very long time, when I read that, I say, "Oh." you know yeah, it's alarm this you know this person struggling here yeah, you know, yeah. whereas maybe maybe to them they're it, it they're sort of picking up their motivation again but you know as a trainer you're
0: going to see the other side of it you know yeah that's very interesting it's a very good approach and and with with that influence of social media and the and the the connection between the fitness industry and, and that strong connection between the fitness inter- industry and social media today is it's is it a topic and subject you've Chosen to or had to implement into your lecturing,
1: the I mean, social media yeah, uh, side like, of it, uh,
0: where you may not have had to five years ago, ten years ago.
1: Yeah, um, probably eight nine years ago we didn't. Um, I I don't I don't haven't implemented it as say a subject matter or anything like that, um, because it comes up all the time. Okay. Students ask about yeah, it all the time. What do you think about? What you think about? The one thing that I have added in to the courses, which cause a little bit of. Um, Controversy when I originally wanted to do it was I've added in a module about PEDs, oh, so right, performance enhancing okay. drugs and the right, use of the steroid use. Excellent. Now originally people were saying oh do you know i don't know what do we want to be seen to do that and i'm saying hold on a second i would never ever train a security guy to work on the door of a nightclub and him be oblivious of the fact that there's alcohol and drug use on the premises or potential drug use on the premises and not have a clue how to recognize the signs and symptoms of it we are in an industry where uh, steroid use is on the up it doesn't matter what way you want to blindfold yourself to that. That is a fact. And it's a, it's rising amongst in use amongst women as well and females. Oh, really? So therefore, I don't want anybody who's come through me for their education to walk out into the industry oblivious to that. I'm not sitting there telling them about doses of steroids and this is good for this and this is good. That's not what I'm doing. I'm, I'm providing to them. This is what PEDs are. Here's the different classifications of PEDs. Here's why people do them, and here's how they work. And I also explained to them how they came about in the first place to be used uh, as as medication or whatever you know the different the yeah, different uh, 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 issues yeah. that they're used for. So it's education, and at least let people see this is this is out there. It is out there. Everybody knows it's out there. Uh, and the, the use is. I mean, when I when I started training, I started training about ninety eight, ninety nine, uh, when I was going into leaving surgery in school, and you know, I always say this to people, for me to get information back then about how to eat and how to train and whatever, I used to have to book into the library to be able to use the internet and you had a set amount of time because obviously the, the, the computer was booked out, That's you know? So and then you could print off your few bits and pieces and it was very cheap, right? I didn't know anybody using steroids back in 1998, 1999, except for people that I saw in magazines, wrestlers on TV or whatever. Now. If I throw a stone, it's going to land on somebody who's mm-hmm. doing it. you, there you know? go. So so it is what it is, and we've got to move with the times or whatever, which is one of the reasons. I, I've had people on the courses who are only 16 years old. Usually mm-hmm. if they're under 18, I'll get them to come in. I don't want to greet them being on the course unless they come in with their parent, sit down with me, we'll have a chat, and then I'll assess mm-hmm. whether I have a very mature 16, 17-year-old or I've got a baby 16 or 17-year-old, and then say to the parents, like, I'm going
0: to be talking about these things. You know if you're not comfortable with that then they shouldn't be here they, they can hang on 12 months yeah straight. yeah yeah, yeah. We'll yeah hold on for a year and you know and it's interesting because whether it's connected to, to the issue that you just mentioned or not but that's class what you said the difference between your baby 16 year old and your adult 16 year old because i always remember and i still refer to it in, in certain conversations i had an assessment and this guy i was going to say this man that's the the team of the story this guy comes in for his assessment and all that. i said jesus oh, nice to meet you take sit there what are you working at like T.Y. student, you know, full facial hair, towering yeah. up over me. I was like, Jesus Christ, you
1: know. So i I've got um, uh, there's the, where I train at home. Say not when I'm training, I'm at work, but when I train at home, I live in Tipperary. I live in Cashel, Tipperary, and uh, there are a couple of guys training in the gym there. And they're only very young, mm. and they are beasts. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, there's yeah. one, there's one guy a very nice guy comes chats to me all the time, very respectful, which is actually yeah. one of the things that drives me nuts for whatever reason today. Uh, Some of these young people have no respect for, I don't to refer to myself as an older person. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they've no respect for the people who were further down the road than they were. When I was younger, and I walked into a gym, if there was guys in there who are doing and and were where I wanted to be, you'd always say hello to them. You you know you you'd be delighted if they talked to you and yeah. give you a little bit of advice. Some some of this, I I've often walked into the gym, see the same people for for a few years now. They they would never look at you, nod their head at you, say hello. But as a couple are very respectful. Um, by and large, funny enough, I find uh, some of the uh, foreign people, like Polish people, in Lithuania they will always come up and shake your hand. There's ultimate respect there, yeah. um, and and Irish people lacking that for some reason. Okay. I don't know That's why. Yeah. But there's a there's couple. Of, as I was saying, there's a couple of guys there. Big guys. There's one guy there, and he's only seventeen. He's only just turned seventeen. He's an absolute He's 117 kilos. He's an absolute beast. Animal. So he always calls me fit over forty. I'm not. I'm, I'm 40 <laughs> a couple of weeks. He always refers to me fit over 40 because he said to me, yeah, yeah, my dad is the same age as you, yeah, but yeah, my dad yeah. doesn't look like you or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and nice. uh, so we. So uh, I I refer to him as. Fit over fifteen, and I said so we can't say that in public. I could get locked up yeah, for saying I mean, uh, that. But, but he's, a, he's an absolute, just just a beast of a young lad. Be, like you know, unless unless you saw them in the school uniform, it does not. You think that these were fully grown men in their mid twenties somewhere, you know?
0: If if you can answer the question, is that young man no taking enhancing? I don't think
1: he is. I just think he's he's a he's a a big old boy like yeah, he's a yeah, big yeah, lad yeah. he just he has it in him you know like I think he, he wants to be a bodybuilder and he will be if he wants to be because yeah, he has yeah, all of the things different. that it takes plus he's tall he's about 6'3 he has everything do you know right, what I mean he's okay. just that he's just one of those beasts
0: you know. and I mean, in a scenario where said man is taking enhancing um, drugs is it a similar scenario to our earlier example of for you personally where you don't approach it or does the educational Alan prefer to step in and maybe just have a word, or does yeah. the society say that's too awkward no, to get involved with like,
1: probably society might might do for me nothing is off limits i'll talk to anybody about anything okay mm-hmm. like, for the the steroid use thing the problem for me is not the steroid use i don't advocate it okay but when somebody if somebody wants to take steroids i can't stop anybody from drinking Okay, if, if if somebody decides I'm going to drink, I'm going to smoke, I'm going to use recreational drugs. If they're adults, we can't stop them. Yeah, they have the right to do whatever they want to do with their lives. Can we give them advice on it? Yes. I just would never, ever, ever want to see a guy of sixteen or seventeen years of age using steroids. Absolutely, no way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't have it, wouldn't tolerate it. I'd be, you know, advocating to stop immediately. It's just not on. But if somebody has. You know, if somebody's three or four years of training done and then they, they decide that they want to do this and they're adults, that is their decision. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's an informed decision. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that the steroid thing as a... Temp- still has a taboo about it because people are like oh steroid juice very bad very bad very bad but then they see teenagers going out and getting absolutely wasted on alcohol at the weekend it's like oh sure they're only young but yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. not it's 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 you know they're all issues they're all social issues absolutely. Uh, but make informed decisions if somebody comes to me and asks me about it then i will speak to them about it i would never ever walk up to somebody and start and talking and, and about for any way you yeah, know yeah, at just, all i just, just
0: wanted to get your yeah. input on that so we've kind of covered the photo shoot and, and let's say the bodybuilding and, and the enhancing drugs and, and the extreme side of it, let's bring it back to the general population for a few minutes and even coming back to the earlier scenario where people are, you know, A is coming in on behalf of B or B is coming in on behalf of A, etc, mm-hmm. etc. But once let's let's step forward and the client is in and we're just getting going and all that as a, as a general population as maybe Irish people, is there a genuine lack of motivation to really apply ourselves to our goals and to getting healthier and fitter like is, is there a general consensus of I'll sign up, tick the box I'll, I'll technically if we go a couple of layers down and, and that onion system of you keep asking why would it be fair to say that a certain percentage of uh, general population don't really care that much about improving their,
1: their life? I think if you compare to years ago, fitness is on the rise. F- the, okay. Like I think across the board, more people than ever before are probably involved in fitness in some way or other, either going to classes, going to a gym, going to PT, getting up, walking, joining, joining groups, walking groups, yeah. running groups, hiking groups, mountain climbing groups, there's more people than ever before. On the flip side of that then which doesn't stand to reason we have a rapid rise in child obesity and an obesity epidemic in the country which means that in the next what is it probably five to ten years now we are going to be the fattest nation in europe you know and i always say when people talk about this I always say this is such a dichotomy because this country was decimated in eighteen forty five by a famine because the potatoes didn't grow mm. and they were they went black in the ground as they say. And we had what, about nine million people in Ireland back in eighteen forty five to bring us to a population today of about five, five and a half million. And to think that we went on to be a country that could become the fattest nation in in, in Europe. So it, it, like everything in economics, one trend grows, another trend grows. It doesn't stand to reason that that trend grows grow while well, this one is growing. But it just is what it is. Um, you were saying there, what did you say, do we lack in motivation like is there or is there a general,
0: uh, Yeah, like even application maybe. Let's let's stick with the, the buzzword of application and applying yourself. Accountability, these kind of factors. As I say, come back to the term of general population, just as a nationality, as a mindset. Do enough of us really care? Like You know, we know we need to eat, maybe eat less or eat better. Yeah. We know we need to move more. Yeah. Um, and you know, sleep, stress. Uh, I know that's maybe the next level, but but certainly and hydration, keep on top of those. Well, you're the the facts are so bad for Ireland, like you know. We don't teach it in like, schools, do we? No, that's a good start. Yeah.
1: Like we don't good teach good it in schools. We, we like you know, for me, growing up, uh, PE, physical education in mm-hmm. school was hurling. Growing up in Tipperary. Yeah. Now I'm not down in that, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's there's more to physical education than hurling. We don't teach kids how to think. You see, we have to start with kids in order to be able to get better adults.
0: Okay, but for our kids today, currently in school, yeah, isn't the key their to parents? Teach them. Well,
1: it, it is. It is their parents. In a lot of cases. Okay. But if we if we could teach them better in school, like we, we don't like take this across the board. Not even just fitness. We don't teach kids how to think. Okay. We teach a set of sort of inherited beliefs. But we don't teach them how to think. We don't teach kids how to re- reason out issues. I mean, we, we do all these subjects in school, like you know, business, economics, accounting, and all these different things, but we, we never actually teach people, you know, how do you set up a business? Mm-hmm. What's it like when you have to do your taxes? Yeah. What's it, you know, how do you deal with problems? We, actually, we don't take the crux of actual thinking for yourself mm-hmm. and the stresses that people will really uh, encounter when they finish school and go out into the big bad world. And I think if we could do some of that, but the reason why we don't do that is because the teachers probably in a lot of cases wouldn't have that level of education either and then they can't pass it on to kids either. Yeah. So so that sort of level of, that would be coaching, I suppose, um, more than more than anything else, to, to teach this to kids who will grow, grow up to be uh, better adults. But yeah, like what you're saying is that the, the, the adults of the current kids need to give them uh, maybe better role models for fitness yeah, um, yeah. but well, then well, you, but when you look in schools though I mean I, I've, had, I've had plenty of school teachers that I've taught on courses and they tell me about these days that they do which is a no sugar day and we do no-sugar day, and you're not allowed to this for your lunch, and if you do bring it, you get fined or whatever. I mean, to me, that's a really bad thing to do because we are creating a negative um, a pattern of thinking for a child, a negative association. Like, I mean, look, I always say this to you, and people are going to disagree with me here, and it doesn't matter, but if a child is overweight, it is because of the parent feeding them. That's that's, my, that's fairly exactly. basic, you yeah. know what I mean? Unless there's a medical issue there. But we're talking about general population where 99% of the cases there isn't a medical issue. Leave aside medical issues. Leave aside medication and all that kind of stuff. Just leave that aside. But I have animals. And if my animals get overweight, because I fed them too much. Yeah if my animals get underweight it's because I'm not feeding them enough and it's your so responsibility my responsibility because they don't go to the press and take it out themselves I'm sure the majority of kids are not walking up and start cooking their own food you know and and, uh, and I've, I've met many people who said that I feed my child like this because they don't like to eat healthy or they, don't, they won't eat this and they won't eat that and I said but that's because they really got the option you know yeah. to, to say I don't eat this and I don't eat that look at parents who feed their kids really 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 well the kids grow up eating these foods so they, they eat them. You know what I mean? Like, I look at my own food patterns. There's certain things I don't eat and the only reason I don't eat them is because my mother didn't eat them. Yeah. There's no other reason. And I grew up with the, with the consciousness of, I don't eat this, but why don't I eat it? It's because actually my mother didn't eat it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I didn't get it. You're just brought up that way. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like... We, we, they, need it, they need it holistically. Kids need it holistically. You, you don't want to put the power in children's hands because then we'll start to develop. You'll start to see that we'll start uh, getting e- a rise in eating disorders and issues yeah. like that amongst children, exactly. especially girls. So kids should be able to be innocent, mm-hmm. in my opinion. They should be allowed to be innocent. And not, you know, not put too much of a burden responsibility mm-hmm. on them because they have enough already. But I suppose parents can't make better choices for kids if the parents don't make better choices for
0: themselves. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what I wanted to pick up there, is that, okay, tomorrow morning we change the curriculum and, and everything you've just mentioned is, is enforced and we have our new curriculum and new subjects and P is sorted out and all the rest of it. But to bring it right back, that's the next generation yeah. ticked and sorted. You know, it's likely that, where are we, 2020, So so 2030... We're not the, the fattest nation in Europe, but if we bring it back to today, and as I say, I'm certainly not on about my own clientele coming through the door, but but that sector of society saw 25 to 55. They're not kids, and that's what I was mentioning earlier. Like in that bracket and that demographic, to a degree. It, like with an endless flow of information combined with the fact as i mentioned that we know we need to eat less or, or portion control and we definitely need to move more and if we can maybe control sleep and, and hydration and, and stressing and the other factors a little bit better like we know the formula we know what our homework is as grown adults so many of us aren't doing it mm. so i was saying is it a lack of caring or giving a shit, for a better phrase mm. Or is it irresponsible and as I say let's take like let's take an adult Irish between 25 and 55 who are in you know who, who are possibly in that bracket that they that could be in trouble in another 10 years or another 15 yeah. years why, why are they not actively well you know I guess looking look, uh, for improvement uh,
1: uh, listen a lot of people don't know a lot of people don't act on something unless something goes wrong um, a lot of people don't have any interest so a lot of people just don't have any interest in fitness so for them to do fitness, they've got to find a real good reason to do it. The other side of it as well is uh, there's probably a lack of education that a lot of people associate fitness to just how you look, you know, so you yeah. get people like, you'll, you'll see this all the time. People come in and say, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to lose weight. Yeah. And, uh, and they don't realize that losing weight is usually the last thing to happen. Yeah. The actual getting in shape is the last thing to happen they don't look at all the other markers in their life. So, that, so then they don't stop to think about this to dry, to, to create a motivation. So so the idea of, of getting fitter and the idea of being healthier, eating well, I don't mean living off lettuce or something yeah, like that, yeah, but yeah, having yeah. a balanced life it's that improved. you can actually enjoy and make improvements in your life. You know, you've got better markers, you know, like you sleep better, in general, say, health, energy levels are better, sex drive is better, all of the other markers, and there's many of them, yeah. where the weight loss is the last one.
0: Yeah,
1: So... I think it's probably lack of knowledge too,
0: you know. Maybe so, yeah. And you because you
1: see, look, I didn't mean to cut across you, okay. but like when, when we look at TV programs that talk about fitness, the bottom line is the weight.
0: Yeah. Like it,
1: all they seem to drive is the weight, and I think the reason for that is because that's the thing that you can see an improvement it, it, by doing certain things. You can see an improvement on really, really quickly. But really, it's the last thing to
0: be. It's think the last of. thing, but uh, but it, it's it's the inverted commas. It's the win that people want, doesn't it? Like yeah. it, it's it's yeah. as if uh, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's as if we're not too keen on a, a sleep pattern improvement or cholesterol improvement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, posture improvement, diabetes blood level improvement. Like a blind man would see. Like they're not that attractive. Uh, from my point of view, they certainly don't sell. They're the most important. Yeah. But they don't sell. Yeah, so but they like, don't
1: un- until somebody gets a bit of bad news about something. Yeah. And then it opens their eyes and then they start saying, oh, if I had done
0: this. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know? And that's exactly it because even in my own experience, a whole lot of people come through the doors off their GP visit and that's the only reason that yeah, they've come through. Yeah. Which, which backs up my point. You know, I might be a bit in dreamland here, but like it's always at the back of my head, like you should have been coming in, you should have want not, not not necessarily to me, but you should have wanted to improve anyway, like yeah.
1: But like, I suppose, you know? look, that see, that's but, but that's, that's a perspective that you can have when you have a passion for fitness, yeah, you know. True. Um, it, it's a bit like somebody picking up any hobby. Because they just want to pick up a new hobby. Um, You will get people who will teach you who have the greatest passion in the world for that hobby. They have to alter what they are doing for the passion of the person that they are teaching. Because they have to understand, you know, let's say I take up playing the piano. I just want to take up playing a few keys of the piano. That's yeah. grand. I don't want to become a concerto pianist, you know, on the stage, playing in front of thousands of people. But the person who's teaching me, that might be there. Might want well. that so, far so, so like, yeah, yeah. so that it's easy for them to say, why doesn't this person want to do more? Why don't they practice more when they're at home? Because that's not where their level of interest is at. Yeah, would you so,
0: see it in the classroom?
1: With my students with your or whatever? Yeah. I do, I do, I do see it. Yeah, I do see it with students. Um, yes, I do. I, I see... I get people who just just started standing out to me, this person is really cut out for this. Mm. And then another person who is, you know, they will take the information, they'll be able to apply it to their own lives, it'll be very good for them, they are doing something, they will have a qualification under their belt. Might they make the greatest profession in the world? No. Maybe not. Like but that's okay, that's because the okay. horses for courses and people, yeah, not yeah. everybody is there to become the next you know, fitness pro top or, top or top the top next top person top, yeah. to open their own place or the next person, you know, whatever. They're not all there for that.
0: And I was just going to pick up on that. Do people come to you and, and, and sign up and, and get their qualification for a whole lot of different reasons? Reasons, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I think
1: statistically about 30% of the people that will come in
0: will work within the industry. Oh, well, yeah, that, yeah. that's a kind of a shocking low. Yeah, I
1: think 30 or 35% is what the statistic is.
0: And given your own approach then and that you follow up with clients and your, or are students yes. students sorry yeah, and the rest of it that leaves 70% of, of your of your students graduate and, and follow their own careers uh, have you had the experience where you followed up and they're using content you know have they have they used their qualification but but not pt world or not because yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah because what I have people I have had people in the guards have people in the, lots of people from the army all different backgrounds who may take this to their work with them and they're not going to work specifically in the fitness industry per se, but right. they will they will implement what they took in their own workplace, um, and it's great. It's as
0: valid a reason to do it as anything. As any, I suppose it gives you variety. Yeah, um, yeah. During and after yeah. the Absolutely. content in it, you yeah. know, um, which is fantastic. And as I say, then I just wanted to pick up again, and we we kind of already got stuck into it there. But from your own perspective and experience, is the old school definition of, of health particularly, and maybe health and fitness? And with the influence of social media, has, has that traditional and original definition been lost along the way, do you reckon?
1: Yeah, or, or maybe has d- different perspectives to it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, I think so. A very, very big area, a very huge topic,
0: isn't it, really? Yeah, it's huge. Um, like, I've on my notes here, like, with such a strong emphasis on aesthetics today, which you've mentioned and, and covered very well today, um, and such a strong, let's say, kind of aesthetical influence that influences power that's that's a real the real deal like, yeah. you know but, and, look, and,
1: and and your aesthetic the the, the aesthetic reason dri- driving the motivation is absolutely fine yeah especially with young people i mean you know a young person is not going to be thinking about Um, yeah, I need to do this today because my cholesterol will be fine and because, you know, there won't be an issue with such and such a part of my heart or whatever like that. And listen, so be it. Like, Mm. I don't want any young person to be walking around the place fearing these things. These can become issues by themselves. But um, to become aware uh, holistically of, you know, fitness is good for you because... You know, yeah, and, and look, we could talk about this and we could bring this into the area of mental health and say, Well, actually, this type of fitness isn't good when you have this type of issue. You know, it, it, this can go as deep as you like, yeah, you know, it is a major topic, but, yeah. yeah, it's
0: just, I suppose. Like, anything or any conversation, it's opinion and um, experience and education, all three on on any topic, you know. But it's a very interesting one because, as I said to you there earlier, I repeat myself here now, but, like, blood pressure, cholesterol, improved movement, posture, um, unfortunately. And it's probably one of the most frustrating parts of my job is that they don't sell. They're incredibly important to us all. Yeah and if I have a man or a woman loses a stone I'll probably get a few sign-ups from their picture rather than yeah that's the thing you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Super, but then you from know? your point of view
1: as a business you need to do that
0: well yeah your business your business brain or side kicks in then and whatever you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. you need to give in to the market yeah. to a degree but, but
1: like in what I have seen and even just training clients or whatever leaving aside education or whatever there's a huge amount of people that if they fall down the ground cannot get up yeah <laughs> So, you know, I was, I was training a lady recently um, in her mid-60s, say, and I would do an exercise where I'd say, I want you to lie down flat on the floor and just stand up for me. Mm. And she said, why would I do that? I said, because if you ever fall down, I know that you'll be able to get up. Is, is that as valid a fitness test Best. that you can find? All, like when I teach the students fitness testing and all these protocols for fitness testing and everything I'm saying, but hold on a second, this is all very fine. But there's certain fitness tests that will mean more to other people and they're very bog basic, mm. you know, which is a greater marker for that person than any sort of standardized official fitness test because they can physically see the difference. Yeah.
0: And, and it's peace of mind. Like if you're open and and you fall. Yeah. You have I
1: a would field. not like to think that if I fell out on the ground at any stage now, 20, 30, 40 years from now, please God that I live that long that, and be healthy, that if I fall down the ground, Injury free say, not without breaking a limb or whatever and can't get up. Yeah. yeah. But the, I can get up but off the ground. Get back up. I'm not like an upturned turtle in a beanbag trying yeah. to get up off off the ground, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a very fair point, yeah, absolutely. And and like that's where my own approach and, and my team's approach has always been like general population but general health and general health and fitness. That's my point about this yeah. traditional, yeah. original, real definition of, yeah. of health yeah. and yeah. fitness. Yeah. You yeah. know, like for me, grand the marketing side of advertising, it doesn't sell and all that and and you have to give in to the market as such to, to gain some business but uh, Jesus you could have some serious wins and victories and, and progress for people and and the topic not to insult anyone but the topic could be boring posture improved posture but like you're changing someone's life like that that's real health and fitness yeah, you know it, is. What I mean? it is but look and, you know
1: I, th- I think that you know people talk about growing older or whatever growing as much as none of us really want to be getting old but It is a privilege. To grow old is a privilege if you have your health. Um, It really is. But to grow a mobile is a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, like lifting weights is such a good thing for most of the population to do, which will help them in their everyday life. Not just for aesthetic purposes. Look at how an older person could have much better posture, be able to move. Do you ever look at the... Google a picture online that looks at two different 60-year-olds or two different 70-year-olds. One looks 100. Yeah. And the other one looks about 45. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And therein lies the difference. Therein lies the difference that a 20-year-old and a 30-year-old or whatever is not going to see right yeah, now, you know, cause important. we're looking at aesthetics, but that's fine. That's fine too. Because if, if that person is lifting weights from the age of 20, chances are when they're 70, they'll still be lifting yeah, weights. You be boring, know? Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a
0: brilliant point because as you say, you could have the same yeah. aged person. And like you were even saying that they can't move it like, could be bedridden the way things are going, you see the, the death rates. And what I always take note of, if, if you hear of a death is the age. I think it's 50, 60. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, it's, it's two, two years. Half year, an age yeah, two, or yeah. half a lifetime, two-thirds yeah. two of a lifetime. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. given my background and, and the passion for it, et cetera, et cetera, could they have saved them? You know, could they have yeah. certainly improved yeah. things earlier your life? Yeah.
1: There's obviously yeah. issues that are going to cause yeah. people to be a certain way. You know, that's different. Yeah, that is different. You know, different, yeah. that's different. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about all other things equal. And if somebody who's listening to this is going to go and Google those pictures, while you're there... It's very well worthwhile for people to Google pictures of a, a person who is the same weight in both pictures, yeah. but they are completely different in terms of body composition and, and that body recomposition. So, you know, we can take the emphasis off of just weight loss, weight loss, yeah, weight loss, weight yeah. loss, um, and actually look at somebody who completely transformed the body but they are the same weight. They're the same weight, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Many, so often, any fitness professional will tell you this, somebody will say, yeah, well, the scale, yeah, I feel better, but the scales hasn't changed. I'm like, why would you say you feel better and then talk about the scales not changing? The fact of the victory is is that you feel better. The fi- exactly. Therein lies the, the, the actual achievement, yeah, yeah. not the, the scales hasn't changed. Exactly, yeah. Because what if the scales changed and you felt worse? Yeah, absolutely. You know? Because you can be, you can be fit and healthy And you can also be fit and unhealthy. And being fit and healthy is what we're
0: looking for. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, very well said. And with all that said, Alan, we'll wrap it up soon. And I appreciate your time this afternoon. Where do we lie going forward? Future of of this industry that we're that that we're heavily involved in.
1: I think it's probably like the future of everything, which is that it's going to have swings, roundabouts, ups downs. downs Uh, downs, uh, You're going to get people who don't conform to patterns and norms and so on. I think. What is the future?
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, in one word. Um, I think we are going to see an escalation in the use of steroids amongst a population, uh, especially younger males, and you're going to get some females as well. I don't think that that's going to drop off anytime soon. Um, I probably think we are going to see a decrease in in alcohol consumption amongst that population because they'll have a massive emphasis on training and, and maybe the, the, the steroid use is going to be something that pops in more than the alcohol use. Like, we've traditionally had a massive issue in Ireland with alcohol, alcohol. consumption, uh, but, like, because we're Irish, it's sort of like, oh, sure that's the way it is, sure, Do you know, uh, and it's been uh, acceptable. And, and really, it's not actually acceptable, no, not, no. you know. Uh, that's what I see. Listen, I'm no expert in in trying to predict trends or anything like that, but from what I see, it it is becoming and has become an issue. Is it going to go away? Probably
0: not. It's probably, probably not. Going And to even from your own your own line of work directly. Over the past few years, has there been an uptake in interest and sign-ups and et cetera, students, etc.? And, and can you see that curve continuing up in this at a minimum of the next five years? Yeah,
1: I think what's happened over the last, say, if I look at eight, nine years, the type of student that I get has changed. Oh, really? okay. Yeah, the type of student. Uh, before, uh, I got people who, you'd get people who didn't really know anything, mm. came in with a very good open mind, which is a really great thing. Yeah. The flip side of it is, people know more now, which is great. But the problem is, they know a lot of stuff that actually, really, isn't true. Isn't correct. Or, or it, it is out of context in the way that they know it. Right. Um, so you get people who are an awful lot more informed. Therefore, I think somebody doing my job—if somebody ever, you know, somebody has listened to this and thinks that they want to do my job. Uh, you, be- you, you better be able to answer the questions. You yeah, better be ready yeah. for them. You know, you need to have experience. You need to, you need to have good knowledge um, d- uh, to be able to cope with what these people know um, and to be able to put in context the things that they will say to you. Oh, I was reading about, blah. What do you think of that? Well, okay, well, let's talk about that for right, a few have minutes then, like, yeah. Yeah. We have to create time in these courses for freestyle and con- for conversation. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's very important. I've always done that, but I think it's now more important no than ever. Important. Um, so I've seen a difference I, in, in the student that I get they are more informed and I think the average age um, of student I have a mixture right across the board 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s absolutely no problem but now I'm just seeing more younger coming into it maybe in transition year and they want to do something during that year that gives them a solid qualification before they hit the leaving cert no, you know kidding. they're like they're going to hit the ground running it's great in a way because they have a, they have a, a, an ability now to actually make some money and, and you know Stand their own feet without having to be sponging off parents forever in a day either. Like you know, so and like, I was that way as well. I mean, I got my first job at seventeen. I was working at a radio station when I was in transition year in school. I got a I got a tryout at a radio station. It was my local radio station, Tip FM. Um, they gave me a chance. Um, I proved myself. I worked there for quite a long time, and uh, it was great. I was actually able to have my own money. I was able to do my own things, have my own car, and all those things that go along with being able to stand on your own feet. Fitness is a great way to do that too, you know. Mm. Um, I don't know what it's like to get into radio nowadays. I'd say it's probably quite difficult quite to get tougher, into radio. Yeah. Uh, but but, but um, somebody gave me an opportunity, and, and I seized the opportunity. So, so these people would probably do the same thing, you and know. I would be there for them. I, I You know, I don't think a 17 or 18-year-old is, is ready to s- stand into a management position that requires age, experience, and mileage, but, but they can definitely jump in and get involved, and it's creating a better... Um, a, Healthier sort of consciousness that that is what they want to go into, you know, with fitness. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah, and would you would you encourage experience along with qualification, particularly under I was going to say under eighteen, even under twenty one. Like if anything under if anybody under twenty one comes in and, and they're graduated, signed off, and does your approach or does the course suggest or, or influence? You know, would would you work for someone for two years first? Um,
1: yeah, well, I'd encourage them to do anything that they want to do. Cause at that age, at that age, like variety is the spice of your life. Uh, And, uh, and and unless you start uh, you know, looking around trying different things because you know the great thing about doing something and it not working out for you is is that if it works out it's successful if it doesn't work out it's a lesson you know sure. it's, it's a mileage on your clock um it, you know when you know what you don't want it helps you to know what you do want um and they should just just do everything so when they're when they're 17 though yes i'd help them to try you know get them in somewhere i can say to somebody, look let them do something let them let them let them teach a class let them do whatever and and get mileage on the clock we experience is something that we can't teach them i can't teach anybody experience Experience, but like if i can create for them when they get qualified to help them get that experience you know it's it's one of the funny things i always see about job positions where they require a person with this qualification and this experience like you you new people can't get experience unless they're given the opportunity to get experience just, it, it, it just is what across it is any you industry, You've yeah. Gotta, yeah, across any industry you just got to get out there and do things you know especially mm-hmm. but listen when they're that age when they're that age jeez when nothing holding you down whatsoever just go for it just you know? go for it like, yeah
0: it's an interesting approach because I would have always said uh, like if you if you have 110% the best candidate to go out there on their own and then grab it with two hands I would have been the, of the opinion Grand, it might delay you by two years, but you could learn so much under somebody else's roof. Like it, it's it's super valuable. It's it's uh, with respect to it, it. For me, it's it's as valuable as yeah. the certain the yeah. oh, and
1: listen, if that's the if that's the route that they yeah. want to take, sometimes they're just they're just trying to feel their way. And and uh, you know they're so young they don't they don't know what they want they don't know where they're at. Like I mean, when I, you know if I look back to the things that I thought when I was twenty. It's very different than the way I think now. No, yeah. So, so therefore, just just let them. You know, I I'd be happy to help them in any way I possibly could. And if they find that they don't like it, that's fine too. That's fine too. As you yeah, say, you, yeah.
0: you you kind of you, it's successful or or a lesson. It yeah, I spoke on a recent podcast. So it's like it, the mindset has to be that it, there's always a positive. It's either super positive or maybe yeah. a lesser positive. But the key is that yeah. it's still a positive. Yeah. You know, I think I, mean? I think
1: if you look at some of the seventeen-year-olds now, seventeen 18, even eighteen-year-olds their drive is so different to a 17 year old 20 years ago they, they, they have an idea in a lot of cases of what they want to do in a lot of cases they're more immature and in a lot of cases they're more more mature it it's really weird it's really funny how mm-hmm. it can work but they, you know they have their eyes on the prize and they they, they they want to go for it and i i do like that because you know you you can't sit still and expect that your life will just build around you um and give you all the things that you want you've got to learn lessons you've got to fall flat on your ass to, to realize what those lessons are and that's a, that's a great thing so when they want to do it um they're less likely to be put off when they do fall on their ass they're more likely to say well that didn't work I wonder well, what will happen when I do this yeah. rather than be that person who does nothing for years and then they get a door shut in their face and it's almost like well that means now a salt can cry and yeah, all that kind of stuff yeah, you know they're yeah, just more dogged they're, guess, they can yeah. be tougher you know they're yeah, able yeah. for it and, and listen look Going out to life, it isn't easy. You've got, you, you know, you get doors shut in your face and, and then you realize years later, I'm glad that door shut in my face because if it didn't, I wouldn't have been able to get where I am now, you know, and all those things. So, so you know, that's the, that's the great thing. Provided then that they don't have a parent that's sort of mollycoddling them the all time. of the time um, so, so that they're not allowed to learn, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's one of the great things about my job. I just see the variety of people coming in the door. Like, yeah, I've had people in their 50s who've realized that this is what they want to do and you think to yourself this is amazing because at that age you can decide this the way you want to go and they can go that way look at the possibilities for anybody who's sitting in a position where they're not happy
0: you know at 50 yeah. the world is still your eyes absolutely yeah. jeez
1: 50 years old yeah, yeah, of yeah. as we yeah. said
0: earlier on it's only half a life really so you yeah just, yeah another yeah, yeah, half yeah, to yeah, go yeah. all yeah. things yeah. equal you know well, Alan, we better wrap it up there, my man. I have a few bits here to, to cover. I want to wish you an early happy 40th birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Three weeks time. Is don't there there? Is there a, don't no, tell anyone? There's no. There's no. Um, there's, no there party?
1: there's no um, big there's no do <laughs> um, <laughs> Not I, I, will, anyway. I will probably do I'll probably do f- fa- family family thing and then do a friends thing and, and whatever and disappear well, for well, a day or two I'll
0: well enjoy it all <laughs> and uh, I want to wish you uh, an thank early you happy much. birthday I want to thank you for your time no and your open and honest approach today it was an exceptional um, conversation and podcast anyone listening want to find you or reach out to you can they do so
1: uh, yeah so so the education provider I work with is uh, New Minds Fitness College anybody looking to get a qualification in fitness seeing go on and have a look at the social media there be it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever if you want to follow me um, I'm not the, the best uh, social media person but I am on uh, Instagram man. I am on Facebook people are more than welcome to to, uh, to add me there and to follow me or whatever it'll be pretty boring in terms of following <laughs> me on my Instagram because I tend to keep it uh, with just general everyday type of stuff but yeah and if anybody ever wants to contact me to ask me anything or can help them in any way more than welcome
0: you're a gentleman fair play to you Alan thanks very much thanks Jerry I'd just like to thank Alan once again. He was so obliging and open to the idea when I first contacted him and for all his input and contribution to this great conversation and great podcast. I'd also like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to share it across your social media and to leave a review. As always, you can find us at www.jlinchpt.ie or across our social media with the handle at Centre. In these very uncertain and uneasy times, mind yourselves and mind each other.